And we're live. You guys might be alive. The world might be alive. But the old captain is not alive. The old captain, if you may have not noticed, is uh, he's been absent. The old captain has been doing his taxes because he likes to get that done and knock it out out of the way. The old captain also left the Southern Command because it was colder in Las Vegas than it was the Twin Cities. And I actually started missing my nieces and my nephews and my girlfriend. And it was weird because the girlfriend was here. I was only going to be two days without her. I know that sounds pansy or some pushy or Pollyannish. What does Pollyannish mean? I'd look it up if I wasn't so tired. I'm glad I went. I'm glad I went because for whatever reason, everybody, it was like the 1990s. It was like the late 90s and the early aughts again. Everybody showed up. I, I would invite people to dinner. People not only showed up, but they brought friends. We had to like expand the table at this restaurant we went to. The man didn't make it because he he's anti-fun. Uh, then other people, I mean, it was like I was on fire. It was like being on fire. It was like, hey, do you want it? And the answer was always yes. It was as if everyone had become Clary. Everyone says, hey, wait a second. We're going to all die. Well, we better pack in some fun-ass shit then now, shouldn't we? So I would call people up with about maybe two hours. And they're like, hey, what are you guys doing? You guys going like, well, we're going to go get dinner. Do you want to? I didn't even have to invite myself. They said, yeah, you want to come with? Yeah, well, yes. I would love to. And then I, I contacted and I said, what are you doing, my, my buddy? And I said, hey, you want to smoke cigars? You got something going on? We're about to put dinner in. We're, 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 I'm making ribs. We got, we got asparagus and Brussels sprouts and ribs and key lime pie. Would you like to come over and have some amazing food? Yes. Yes, I would. And I, it, was, it was the greatest 48 hours I've had in a long time at the Twin Cities. The greatest time I've had in a long time. Because everybody was about life. Everybody was about living. I even want, let me tell you, this is, even though I'm on my way out of the Twin Cities, <clears throat> even though the house will be up for sale in a matter of months, um, the GF has a batch, a battery, a slew, a contingent, a contingent. I like that. She has a contingent of nieces and nephews over in St. Paul. And um, they're very loud. They're very, one in particular is very loud. There's no spanking. There's no discipline. There's talking and negotiating, and it doesn't work. And then there's yelling and screaming, not by the parents, by the kid. And then there's, then there's I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting old. I was even talking to my girlfriend about this. Like, I, I don't have the energy or the patience or the willpower anymore. I think you have like this limited, finite, you could call it youth or energy, but, uh, or you're just getting old, but I cannot tolerate or brook what I did in my teens and 20s. The amount of assault and punishment you put, not just your body physically, I'm talking mentally, like the baby boomer bullshit, working in unacceptable conditions, you know, like just striving to get by, just trying to make ends meet. Like, I think that that taxes, it taxes your body, your mentality to the point 
where you run out of it. You're like, no, I'm not doing this. So now the slightest thing agitates me, really agitates. Like this is unacceptable. You know, I always feared I'd become like kind of like my my stuffy grandpa, where nothing was fun. It was all serious, and now I hate to see it. I could see where he was coming from. I might become more like him than I than I wished. Uh, where I just want everyone to sh- sit the fuck down, shut the fuck up, and have good conversation. <laughs> Remember when you were the kids, you're running around, you don't want to sit at the table. You had the kids' table, and the hell if you could even sit get you sit there for long enough to eat your damn meal. Because you had to go play, you had to run around, you wanted to be kids. And uh I remember being on that side of the fence where, yeah, no, I don't want to sit here. No, I don't want to sit here and wait for you boring old people to finish a fucking conversation. I want to go play. I want to get out. I want to go run around. I want to go play in the basement. I want to play ping pong on the ping pong table. I want to do anything but sit here. And talk. Although I'm smart enough with the nieces and the nephews I got now, I'm like, let them go play. Because I know they're kids. Like, they're going to go play. You're not going to get... What do you think? Do you think they're going to sit there and have a meal? You think this is June fucking Ward and, 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 and or June and Ward Cleaver? So I always know, like, look, let the kids eat as much food as they're going to eat. The concept of finishing the food, I've never understood. The kid's full. The kid will eat if it's hungry. I'm the world's greatest fucking parent. I just ain't got no kid. And then let it go play. Your kids have energy. They want to run. Let them go run. Let them go play. And then we adults can have the conversation. But, oh, no, no, no. So we all mix it together. We mix it together. And I understand you play games with the kids as adults. I get that. But when the kids command all of the attention and there's no basic 101, hey, the adults are talking. Shut the hell up, kid. And there's no spanking and there's no discipline. I know I offended the Molinuiites out there. Uh, then, then, then it's draining, it's tiring, it's taxing. And I remember one time I even got a cold. Like that, I was already probably going to get the cold, but this one misbehaving kid whose teeth I could kick in. <laughs> and you think I'm joking, and I'm not. I could. There are children I could physically hurt. I'd be perfectly happy with it. I'd go to jail, and that's the reason I don't do it. But that's the only reason. And what I guarantee you, a little bit of dental work on that kid, if I could just punch him once, just once, that set that kid straight, and it, the dental work and the pain and the crying and the blood would be worth it because that kid would straighten out a lot more than what the path he's going down now. Anyway, we're not here to talk about the net present value of pain. Uh, but this, this one kid, I, he, he pushed me over and I ended up getting sick. I don't know about that. I don't think my system can handle it anymore. Like the amount of stress, like, no, I want peace, calm, serenity, and quiet. And so as I was saying before, I'm on my way out of the twin cities, but there was this bar and it's a higher end bar. And that's why I, I hadn't, I haven't even gone to it. Uh, first time I went to it was no more than two years ago called WA Frost. And this is uh, uh, in the <clears throat> older hoity-toity, uh, oh, who's the guy? Prairie Home Companion guy, Garrison Keeler. This is where he, uh, him and his ilk would hang out. The rich baby boomer hippies of the 60s. The rich ones, the trust fund babies of St. Paul. This is the area they'd hang out on Selby Avenue. Atham looked this up. And uh, nice area and... I th- I don't think I know for a fact because it was known as like where the 
MPR, not NPR, MPR, Minnesota Public Radio people would hang out. And uh, be, I, I would like, no, I don't want to hang out there. I don't want to hang out there. So for whatever reason, we ended up going to this WA Frost. I think we were waiting for the cathedral to open because the St. Paul Cathedral is just down the road. Uh, DT and the great Matt Baldoni, of which have been there. Beautiful cathedral, by the way, built by white people. Thank you very much. Uh, I know maybe there's some minorities that also built it. Minnesota, when it was built, there weren't a lot of minorities in the Twin Cities. And so um, I went in and I was just like, wow, this is nice. Nice enough, I didn't understand it consciously at the moment. I didn't identify consciously why I liked it, but it was just, it was just like, oh, this is pleasant. This is very nice. And so that then opened up my mind to going there a couple more times. So I wasn't terribly against going to WA Frost. So when the GF goes down and deals with the the regiment or the contingent, the contingent of nieces and nephews, I go a little bit north to WA Frost. I just sat. And so this last time I went there, I had some accounting to do. And I finally figured out, finally figured out why I like WA Frost. There's... Overall, it's the environment, but there's like three or four key things. One, no fucking television. No fucking game. No fucking sports ball. No fucking sports ball analysis. No fucking washed up jocks who couldn't throw the ball good enough. Oh, you threw the ball. We got to get more points to win more games. Those fucktards. There's not the college game here, the hockey game there, the, the, the whatever lacrosse game there on ESPN 12. Nothing. Nothing. Those old people that I mocked and ridiculed, still mocking it. Yes, you walk in, you could see there's not one gray-haired baby boomer woman that has a ring on her finger. There's not one attractive baby boomer in there. They're all baby boomers. There's not one strong baby boomer man in that bar, all baby boomers. But you know what they are? They're quiet. They're there. They're still having conversation, but they're having the NPR conversation. Buzz, 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 Which is annoying if you're listening to it on the radio, but if you're in a bar, it's actually nice. You want to know why it's nice? Because then you can hear the jazz that they have playing at the appropriate volume level. You can enjoy it. You can hear it. You can listen to it. It's enjoyable. And then the other thing is the sun was out, which is rare for Minnesota during winter. The sun was out. And I had picked the perfect seat. I got my laptop out, tank keypad plugged in, and I proceeded to do my taxes. And uh, <laughs> it, I'm not kidding. It was such a pleasant environment, such a pleasant experience. I ran out of receipts. Like I was done and I'm like, well, maybe I could go and enter some more stuff, maybe. And I'm like, looking up W2 information, try to pull all this information online because I didn't want it to end. That's how enjoyable the environment was. It was quiet. It wasn't this constant assault. Where was I? I mean, there's a million places I've been where there was, but there was one place in particular where I'm like, why, why does this place have to be noisy? Was it a restaurant? Was it a bar? Where the hell was it? I don't know. But yeah, I was just like, can you turn that off? I think it was a bar. Getting food or something. 
but oh no, I can't. Or, you know, we got to keep the game on. I'm looking around. I'm only only one looking at that. I'm like, I'm the only one here. Can you mute it? What what what's the deal? Why? I've talked about this before, but well, I I know I and and another friend of mine who is a bartender. We've had this conversation. Says, well, people don't come to bars to talk. They come here to drink. I'm like, well, maybe if you shut the fucking TV off, they'd be forced to talk. And then over a, a decade, or let's say the three decades of time now that you guys have shoved fucking sports center on our fucking faces so that you give them a little bit of time to adapt, maybe it would become a true pu- a public house, a true pub where people would discuss and have, you know, good conversation. Oh, no. Oh, no. But W.A. Frost, man, I'm adding that to my list. I'm adding it to my list. Um, the first thing is, and there's not that much on that list to visit in the Twin Cities. The first thing you do is you go to Sebastian Joe's Ice Cream, okay, over on Franklin and Hennepin in the Twin in Minneapolis. Second thing, Jack's Cafe. That's Minneapolis. Uh, third thing, what would be the third thing? There's not a lot. Psycho Susie's maybe. Where do I take my friends when they come here? Psycho Susie's. Nicolet Island in maybe, maybe. And these are all bar, well, the ice cream, Sebastian Joe's ice cream. You don't go to the Mall of America. Have you been to a mall? Yes. Walk around it a couple times. It's just like the Mall of America. But add to that list now, W.A. Frost. Don't go on a week a weekend night. Uh, you got to go like, brunch would probably be a little bit busy too. You want to go Saturday morning or any morning, late morning, any day except Sunday. Because then you got brunch and then you got the fucking amateurs. You got the tourists coming in even though I wasn't quite a regular <clears throat> of that. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, I was over in the Twin Cities. I just landed two hours ago. Elkins and fucking, what are you going to do, a podcast? You're not going to do a podcast? I, like, I, I, I got to walk. I got to hike. I, Elkins gave me flack. Elkins gave me flack. Let me tell you about Chad Elkins. The, the esteemed CPA, who I recommend, by the way, let, you know this is this is what they teach you at the hoity-toity Notre Dame uh, School of Accountancy or whatever. He got his master's. Uh, he got his master's in accountancy. I don't know what they call the school at Notre Dame. It's probably something fancy. So um, I'm walking around with my Fitbit, waiting for the bus to come because you have to beat Space Atham. You have to beat Space Marcus. You just got to beat those guys. And I'm waiting, waiting, waiting. I, I'll call up Elk and see what Elk has got going on. And we're chit-chatting. I say, oh, I'm waiting for the bus. He says, you're waiting for the bus. I'm like, yeah. He says, uh, you know, you know, if, if, you, if you use the right logic or if you've got some work to do over on the Southern Command, you could, you could get an Uber and you could ride it off. I'm like, yeah, but an Uber is going to cost $30 or $40, whereas the bus costs 2 bucks. And then you go, well, but your time is really worth it. And he completely missed. He completely missed the whole point of the bus ride and the walk. This, this is not, it is not, this is not one, uh, a decision of economics and efficiency. This is one of philosophy and meditation. It, it is, a, it's a journey. The bus ride itself is one of economic efficiency where, yes, I don't go directly to the Southern command, uh, but I do get there and it takes an hour. Right. A, a straight ride would still take a good 25 minutes. So I'm really only saving 35 minutes if I pay for an Uber. So we're talking a dollar a minute. That's pretty steep for me. Well, actually, it's unacceptable to me, is frankly what it is. 
A dollar a minute? Fuck you. Who are you? Me? I'm I'm not even worth a dollar a minute. I charge a dollar forty a minute. But it's the fact that for two dollars, my ass is hauled 30 miles from the airport. That, that's such a deal. That's like I'm getting some of my money back. These bastards I pay into taxes in the Department of Transportation, some of which ends up in the, whatever, Las Vegas Metro Transit Authority. I don't know what it's called. Whoever runs the buses out here. I'm getting some of that back. And it's not like I'm not doing any work. I got my cell phone. Can answer emails and do some work. I get to sit. You get tired sitting one way in a plane for three hours. You want to sit a different way in a bus for another hour. And so there I am. I take the bus there. I get the thing done. Then there's the walk. I get to the bus stop. It's the furthest it goes. And the Southern Command is three miles left to go. And so I put on my headphones. And it's the one excuse that I get where it's like, you know what? You can't work. You can't podcast. For a type A like me, you need to have it forced. Like when you're actually sick or if you're in the hospital or like it's Christmas day and everything's closed, then you are forgiven. You are forgiven to not be working or doing two things at once. Because there's no way you can do it. If it's impossible, then your brain relaxes. Then you finally take off. This is why I had to take off two weeks. said I wasn't going to do anything until the fourth. And I was going to make it a policy in my mind. I'm not doing anything. before. And I kind of slipped. I did a little bit of work, and, and that's all right, because I had to do something. But it's not that, oh, you got you to take a day off. No, you need to take a day off, and then you also need to not worry about it. And to have that, to, to attain that for someone who's a workaholic, for someone who has constantly been go, 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 go with the Gatling gun just going, Brah! until since 1993, you just can't let go. So when it's impossible to do anything else, then your brain relaxes. Then you chill out. I'm in the airplane. I can't do anything. I guess I'm going to play this dumb match three game I downloaded for free on the internet. I guess I'll listen to uh, oh uh, world class bullshitters. I guess I'll listen to uh, you know whatever else. I'm like, I guess I'll listen to in our time. And there's no guilt. There's no shame. Even when I'm driving road tripping, I'm like, well, maybe the GF can drive, and I could do some podcasting or work on my laptop on the site. Nope. So then I get the hike. I get the three mile walk. It's not a run. I'm not going to rush to get home. I, I can actually just take a leisurely walk to the Southern Command. I get, and I was, I listened to the Dick Show, the highly popular Dick Show. Just, just binging out and just enjoying, just walking, taking my time, deciding where I'm going to get some food because all the other food is frozen now. And it's like, oh, gotta get them some food. Thank God we're in Vegas because places are fucking over. God bless America and God bless fucking capitalism unlike you European socialist pussies where everything closes at 6 p.m. And, I, and then I got here, and then I'm like, hey, where are you going to podcast? What, what, what? It's like, oh, my God, get the broomstick out of my ass. Let me get some food in my system. Let me. I just hiked three miles, not to mention walked around the airports for four. 
<sighs> and now I'm here. Now, now I'm back. And so this is going to be a real shitty podcast. Let me open up the... Let me open up this. Okay. Let's see if there's some... If we got any super chats, I'll just go through. Ah, oh, there's super chats. Who knew? Look at that. Look at right there. Good old loyal Percival, a.k.a. Atham. Cappy, you suck from Atham. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, Lewis 109 donates five British pounds, which is actually good money. That's like seven, eight dollars. Just to clarify from last stream, subscribe star is the alternative to Patreon. Oh, dude, I'm writing that down. Writing that down. Thank you, uh, Lewism109. Subscribe star. Subscribe star Patreon alternative. Although, holy shit, I don't know what happened. We're, I'm almost up to 100. Hang on, let me just take a look. I don't know, Patreon took off. That's the cool thing about Patreon. You can look up and see how much other people have their donations. Yeah, dude, guys, we broke a hundred dollars. We're at 117 bucks a month now. So many thanks to all of you who did that. Again, you could you could donate for less of a percentage going to PayPal, but I know I know that it's, it's like Kleenex or VHS versus Betamax. People just prefer to use Patreon. I got it. But yeah, dude, this is more than um this is more than uh what's it called? Beer money. Uh, that's, that's like a, that's my cell phone bill and my internet bill combined. Cause I don't have a cable bill and I'm very cheap. Um, but yeah, you're going to, it's, you have to have redundancy now built into every online person with their online media empire. You need to have redundancy built into your online media empire. Because the YouTubes is gonna is gonna take it away, and then the Patreon will take it away, and then the PayPal will take it away. Because in 1973, you put your arm around Susie Q at a Christmas party and did the accidental boob feel. Like your arm is around, your right hand goes around, you accidentally have your hand hovering. You're not even touching, you're not even aware of it. But that makes you a rapist. <laughs> and so that's why we have to ban you. Elkins is in the chat, but he doesn't donate any money, so we're not going to read his stuff. And that's it for the Super Chats. So, um, all right. I got to be a little bit more professional on this because we do have a sponsor. Um, darn it. I got to look it up, too. How professional is that? <clears throat> um, it, one of which is Orion's Cold Fire. So go to orionscoldfire.com. Uh, he's been a regular sponsor of the podcast and the Media Empire and blah, blah, blah. Uh, he does write articles. He does uh, do a blog like I do, but more importantly, he has pictures up. He does photography. And I don't know about you, but I'm mighty fucking sick and tired of politics and all this other bullshit. Um, let's take a look at his site. Ryan's coldfire.com. President Trump's border wall speech, January 2019, January 9, 2019, photo of the day. Let's see where he's at. Where is he at? 
Is he in Drumheller? American Museum of Natural History in Sony uh, in New York. Okay, no, he's not in Drumheller. He's in New York. What the hell is that monster? Hey, it's scary as hell. Is that a gorilla? That is some tall ass looking. Jeez, whatever skin went on that skeleton, that doesn't look happy at all. Photography. Usually I can guess where he's at. Looks like he's at a museum. Oh, yeah, he's at a museum. He's in New York. God, those are some weird-looking creatures. Are these real skeletons? That one doesn't even look real. That does not look real. And here's the problem with a lot of these. If you guys ever go to museums and you see the skeleton of, you know, some ancient creature or a, or a dinosaur or whatever that you find out that it's a, it's a model. It's a, a remake. It's not the actual bones. The actual bones are hidden somewhere. So they put together this uh, plaster remake of it or a mold. And you're like, fuck you. I don't want to see that. Go to Drumheller um, museum in Alberta. That is cool. That is there. You get to see the real dinosaurs that, and that to this day, by far, by far, even more than Badlands National Park is the uh, biggest collection of dinosaur fossils. I know it is way the hell north of here. I know it's way the heck out of, out of here. Uh, but that is something that you should take uh, your young kids to see. Every young boy and girl should go see that. I don't think we have anything like that in the United States. It was uh, very amazing. Uh, then we also have, here we go. Darn it. thought I had it. New sponsor, friend of mine. There we go. Darn it. Where is the URL? Joe wanted me to advertise his YouTube channel, which I have no problems doing, but he didn't send it. Now it's probably on Facebook. All right. I'm going to add that to the Joe. Don't worry. I haven't forgotten about you. I just literally got in from the airport, grabbed some food, and I decided to bang this out. Okay, I'm going to close out of that. A billionaire has planned for post-impeachment America. Oh, really? Okay, good for you guys. That's nice. Let me get to... Here we go. Um, I'm going to address this very quickly. Well, not very quickly. We've got a lot of reading to do, uh, but this is pissed off. Pretty much every real man in the United States, arguably the world, at least the English speaking world. And, uh, my initial reaction to this was anger. It actually pissed me the fuck off. Um, like the kid who I want to punch and break some teeth. I want to hunt some of these people down and hurt them. But then it dawned on me. I mean, you can't do it because it's illegal. I'm not advocating violence because you end up in jail, not because it's immoral. Violence is sometimes called for. Uh, but then it dawned on me that what we really got to do is, is look at this for what it's for. You have to not let your anger, rage, or emotion get, even though it's completely called for. Uh, but we got to look at what this is and push and promote it for what it is 
Because this is not only an instance where you see the emperor has no clothes, but the emperor has come up to you with his dick, grabbed it, slapped it in your face a little bit. And now you could say, you can honestly say, yeah, the emperor has no clothes. And I think this is such an overstep by the academic left and the communists and the misandrists out there, genuine misandrists, people actually hate men, that all men of all political stripes will see it for what it is especially minority men uh, who have traditionally voted left just because of uh, racial reasons or because that's the way we were brought up or whatever. I, I, and you could go ahead and we could talk about racial politics, but what I really need all men of all colors to look at is how the left hates men, how the left hates you. Oh, they'll be your buddy, buddy, because you got a different skin color and all that, and they're all down with the cause, and they're going to virtue signal, and they're your best friend as long as you give them your vote and your tax dollars. But I, I think even more basic than race is sex or gender. And uh, for those, I think this, I think we can actually uh, reach out. I think we could all agree. I think we could set aside our differences. This is quite, here's what it's like. Here's what it's like. It's like the Federation fighting the, uh, not the Ferengi. Who, who are the Federation always fighting? The Romulans? The Klingons. That's who we're fighting. Yeah, that's okay. So old school Star Trek, old school Star Trek. It was the Federation fighting the Klingons, right? Uh, this is where, okay, we're fighting. We have our disagreements, uh, but then the Borg shows up. This is the Borg, gentlemen. This is the American left. This is the academic left. This is the American Psychological Association. And they hate men. They hate both of us. They don't care what the color of your skin is. They hate anyone with a penis. And they are coming for you. And your initial reaction, which would be healthy, is to get angry and enraged like I did. But this is such an overstep that it is very clear to everyone that the emperor has no clothes. And I think that you will have no choice but to conclude that this entire industry and profession is complete bullshit. It is malarkey. It is fraudulent. These people are frauds. And it's by their own hand. And so if you stick, get, get, don't let the anger and rage blind you to what just happened but a group of leftists uh in this particular field have completely shot themselves in the foot and lost all credibility and they should lose all credibility with at least half the population and that would be those of you with peni once we agree upon this then we could go back to fighting each other over skin color and uh whatever other differences we might have but in the meantime in the meantime i'm gonna read uh, this was sent to me by many other people. I want to talk about it right away, but I didn't have time. Uh, this is from the American Psychological Association. APA issues first ever guidelines for practice with men and boys. For the first time ever, APA is releasing guidelines to help psychologists work with men and boys. At first blush, this may seem unnecessary. For decades, psychology focused on men, particularly white men. See, immediately, may I point out, already we're going with the race stuff. See, it's the leftist bent to the exclusion of all others. And men still dominate professionally and politically as of 2018. Here, here comes your standard whitey dominates. And, you know, th this is the, this is the politics. I don't know what this has to do with 
with the psychology. And it doesn't have anything to do with psychology. There's really no such thing as psychology. Psychology is merely a, a mask or a uh, vehicle by which they carry on politics. Or you could say at one time there was psychology, but you see this politics, just those racial politics coming through, which belies their true and ulterior motives. Or at least exposes their political bent. As of 2018, 95.2% of chief operating officers at Fortune 500 companies were men. Yeah, it's because we work harder and smarter and stronger. Terribly sorry. According to 2017, an analysis by Fortune. Ooh, Fortune. In 16 of the top companies, 80% of all high-time-ranking executives were male. Yes, because we major in the harder things. We work harder. We work longer. And we work stronger. Meanwhile, the 115th Congress, which began in 2017, was 81% male. That, that I actually kind of disagree with. Come on, ladies. Enough of your, your husbands have died and left you the estate. You could go run for office out of a hobby, right? But something is amiss for men as well. Men commit 90% of homicides in the United States and represent 77% of homicide victims. They're the demographic group most at risk for being victimized by violent crime. They're 3.5 times more likely than women to die by suicide, and their life expectancy is 4.9 years shorter than women's. Boys are far more likely to be diagnosed with attention hyperactivity disorder than girls. That's because you people want a diagnosis so you can prescribe more drugs and get more face time and more money. And they face harsher punishments in school, especially boys of color. APA's new guidelines for psychological practice with boys and men will strive to recognize and address these problems in boys and men while remaining sensitive to the field's androcentric past. <laughs> 13 years in the making, they draw on more than 40 years of research. Research, by the way, if you go and you find out, not this particular 40 years of research, but certainly calls into question. Uh, and this is another reason I don't trust the psychology professor uh, profession. Uh, they did a study where they tried to recreate the results of, was it the past 30 or maybe 50 years of, uh, they took a bunch of psychological studies that have been done in the past. They recreated them and they could not replicate the results except in a third of the studies, which should tell you right there, mathematically, the entire industry is bunk. I mean, it's already flawed. It's fraudulent. I mean, starting with, with Freud, everyone wants to fuck their mother, and I have behavioral cognitive theory. Oh, my God. It, it was this hobby of snooty, arrogant, not elitist, because you'd have to be smarter than the average person to be an elitist, but social, high-class, bored motherfuckers who thought so high, we're going to explore the human mind. It's like, dude, it's got like trillions of neuronic, uh, neuron connections. You're never, you know, and with your cute little fancy, neurology is important. Yeah. Brain surgery. Sure. Neurochemistry. Right. That's an actual physical science, but you pussies with your cognitive behavioral and evolutionary theory or whatever the fuck it all organizational psychology. Suck my fucking dick. It's not a real study. And so when they try to recreate all these psychological studies that were done, they found out it couldn't be replicated. For the majority of time. So that's where this is coming from, boys and girls. Right? That's where this is coming from. And, and now, now just their blatant hatred of men and their hatred of masculinity, their fear perhaps even 
uh, is now shining through. Uh, and May draws on more than 40 years of research showing that traditional masculinity and psychology is harmful. See, like you guys wanting to fight, stand up for your honor, and that two million years of human evolution. See, that's wrong because some limptic motherfucking psychologist in a made-up philosophy or theory or science, science study who cannot repeat more than a third of their scientific studies in the past See, they've decided two million years of human evolution is wrong. It's wrong. And if you look at some of these professors and doctors who came up with the studies, uh, they're not terribly masculine. See, they, they're just like feminists. See, uh, the 1.9999999999 million years of human existence was all wrong. And these precious baby boomer cocksucking hippie fucks from the 60s, they know better. They're just so precious. Uh, so traditional masculinity is psychologically harmful and that socializing boys to suppress their emotion causes damage that echoes both inwardly and outwardly. Well, I can't believe a word you guys are saying because your industry is fraudulent. Not because I'm disagreeing with, with your findings, but no, you guys can't. You, I don't trust anything coming from the psychology industry. Not at all. Since that report came out that you guys can only replicate a third of your studies, I got to call into question all your other studies. I got to call into question the entire industry. I already called into question of it before because if you've ever taken psychology and you listen to their theories and you, if you read any Carl or Freud, uh, Carl, Carl Jung or Freud, you're like, what the fuck is this shit? you realize it's a fanciful hobby of people who would like to imagine they're smarter than they really are. Then when you look at who goes into psychology, oh my God, 17-year-old prepubescent girls who don't know jack fuck all shit about the real world. And I want to help your children understand that we have behavioral, cognitive, and I'm an organizational psychologist, and I just want to help your children. Fuck you. That's like HR. Go fuck yourselves. You're not a real field. You're not a real profession. I mean, in the in the olden days, and, and by olden days, I mean before this article came out, <clears throat> I felt my opinion on psychology was it's it's bullshit. It's not a real field. But I understand there is value in having independent, impartial third parties to talk to. I do believe it is good to have a counselor, someone to talk to. Now, in the olden days, you would call that your pastor, your friends, uh, who else? Uh, maybe a teacher or something like that. Uh, but now we've, they've made it a science. They've made it a science. See, we have theories. And, and none of them can be replicated, so it's not a science. It's called bunk. But we have a science. We're going to create the science. And so at least, at least I said, all right, I can understand where it's good to have a third party. I can understand where it's good to have someone to talk to, a therapist, quote unquote, who has no vested interest in you one way or the other and is going to tell you like it is. And now I'm coming to, and I, I, and I would say, you know, yeah, there's got to be some grizzled old Vietnam vet who became a psychologist and knows this shit. No, fuck you. You're all frauds. And for what few, there's only one psychologist I know who, who I like and respect. But even she and any happened uh, Vietnam grizzled vets who happen to be psychologists who actually went, you guys have got to write against this t 
to have any validity. If you want to save yourself in the eyes of the American public of those of us with peni, you're going to have to write against this or say, because no, your industry is fraudulent. Your industry is full of bullshit. There is no godly reason. You're going to make yourself worse off if you go to a therapist. And this is why asshole consulting does so well. Do you know how many clients I got that come up to me? Oh, my therapist I went through for five to 10 years and nothing. Did, 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 did. Yeah, it's because your therapist never told you you're fat and fucking ugly. Now lose the fucking weight and get a haircut. Then I get an email for three years. Oh my God, you know, things are going great. I lost the weight. Did, did, did. Oh my God, who would have thought the truth mattered? Yeah, you know, I was a little bit worried, like, you know, and, and when it comes to like suicide or I got schizophrenia, I'm on in this job, like, whoa, whoa, out of my jurisdiction, you got to go talk to the therapist. You got to go to, I, I can't help you with that. I can help you with life planning. I can help you with, you know, here's what you got to do, you know, tangible actions and items. And I can't, I can't, you know, if, I can't tell you to get on or off drugs. I can't tell you. That's not, that's not my, I'm not legally required to do that. But what I'm saying right now is fuck you, psychologists, and fuck your entire industry. You're all a bunch of lying sacks of shit. It's all bullshit. And so going forward, I'm still going to be like, oh, yeah, you know, hey, that's the psych. Oh, you, were you diagnosed with schizophrenia? Well, that's the psychology. Thing. Oh, you're told to go on that drug? Oh, God, I, that's not my jurisdiction. That's not my domain. But you know what? Fuck all of you. Just fuck all. I got a buddy who, who unplugged a girl. He unplugged her from the Matrix. She was on what Adderall, antidepressant. What he says? No, nope, you're off those drugs if you're going to date me. And oh my God, imagine that she went from this party girl whore type to this responsible, happy, fulfilled woman. Oh my God, she found out that it's not drugs and partying and booze and having cocks inside of you. It's having loved ones in your life and not having booze and drugs or not drugs, but having these drugs to make you happy. And whereas I will even admit there's the there is there are people who have legitimate it's not admit there's this is a fact there are people with legitimate mental disorders don't even act like you motherfuckers give a shit about them you guys are too busy writing unnecessary prescriptions for Adderall or Ritalin or ADH drugs or whatever the fuck it is whatever's popular right now cuz you're just in it for the money that's all it is yeah, and Lord knows what the new mental disorder is going to be. Lord knows how many other millions of young kids. Oh, yep, you got something wrong with you. You need drugs. Instead of just saying, no, you're not studying. You're not hitting the gym and you're fat. Knock it the fuck off. So I have no problems recommending asshole consulting over your, your fucking uh, using someone as a t- an emotional tampon to hear your sob stories, talking about your problems they have no intentions of solving as they just sit there, oh, yes, oh, Freud said this. Oh, I, uh, oh what, is, what do you think about your mother? Oh, well, I, let's go back to your childhood. No, you made you the dumb shit. You're a lazy fuck. Knock it the fuck off. Now give me my fucking money. I should be a fucking billionaire based off of well, how much, what does the psychology industry, how much does the psychology industry pull in? Size of psychology industry. Industry revenue. Here we go. Over the past five years, psychologists, social workers, and marriage counselors in the industry have grown by center earned 17 billion. 
oh my God, I should have like 16 billion of that. 16 billion of that should be mine. Because none of you fuckers. Oh, marriage counselors. Yeah, marriage seems to be doing real well. Oh yeah, you guys really got it. Social workers. Yep, you solved all the social problems. You fucking frauds. You fucking leftist frauds. Hide it behind your fake fucking theories and your fake fucking studies and your fake fucking discipline. Uh, 13 years in the making, they draw 40. Yeah, bada, bada, bada. APA's guidelines for psychological practice with girls and women were issued in 2007. I'm sure they were spot on too. They're so oppressed and they just need more support and more government money. Like the guidelines for men and boys aims to help practitioners assist their patients spend more money never solving their problems. Oh, I'm sorry. It doesn't say that. Aim to help practitioners assist their patients despite social forces that can harm mental health. Many researchers who study femininity also work on masculinity. Oh, I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do. Several contributors to the guidelines for girls and women have also contributed to the new guidelines for boys and men. I'm sure they have. I'm sure they have. First, cut off their testicles. Though men benefit from patriarchy. See it right here, right here. Though men benefit from patriarchy, they are also impinged by patriarchy, says Ronald F. Levant. Now, I looked this guy up. There's not a lot on him. Uh, you can look at him and you can see soy. This is not a real man. Um, any one of us could take him in a fight that's not the ultimate point that i'm trying i'm saying he's a low testosterone not real man he's a soy boy of course he's a baby boomer and he has never set foot in the real world never he's gone he's been in academia his entire life his entire life and uh you know if you got if you got this guy saying you know though men benefit from the patriarchy sorry turn in your man card now you're not a man you're not a man and you could say, well, you're just saying that because you don't understand this. And no, 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 you don't understand, Rob, Ron, sorry, because uh, you've never been a man. You've never worked a real job in your life. You probably come from a spoiled, pampered background. I try to look him up. He's, and there's not, there's not a lot. We couldn't run a clarity test on him. I'll tell you this. He has always been in academia. And if you look at him, he's a fucking pussy. All right. And he could say, well, the past 50 years of psychological research said that that's an unfair claim and you have suffering. But yeah, yeah, okay, well, the 1.9999999 million years of human evolution, particularly male evolution, running through my veins and genetics right now says, hey, Ron, you're a fucking pussy. You're not a real man. Get the fuck off my tape. And he's not. He's not to be trusted, guys. Do you trust God Almighty? You, you want to kick you you want to have term limits you want to kick these career politicians out of office why don't we kick these career never working in the real world people into the real world like yeah you can only be in office for eight years total okay that's it so i don't care if you start as dog catcher and then you're president for it that's it you get eight years or 12 years total whatever and then you got to go work in the real world we should do the same thing with people in the liberal arts and academia hey you get a decade to work in academia and fuck around land and not the real world. But when that time's up, you're working in the coal mines, motherfucker. You're working on the railroads. You're doing accounting. You're doing something real. None of this. Well, I have a theory here as I, as I take some tweezers and jerk my little penis off. Yeah, I think he's got a 
Yeah, he also has a doctorate in education, right? Okay, okay. <clears throat> Levant was the APA president in 2005. See, he was their president. He was the chief uh, 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 psychological professions president in 2005. I mean, that's who's heading up this organization. We might, I mean, seriously, what do you want? Himmler to head up the, uh, the Israeli... Uh, American League, the Jewish Defense Fund? Should I head up the NBA Tall Guys Basketball Association? What? <laughs> this guy, if that's the president, the whole, oh my God. The needs of men. Oh, this ought to be good. The second wave feminist movements in the 1960s, all psychology was the psychology of men. Most major studies were done only on white men and boys who stood in as proxies for humans as a whole. I'd like to see, I like that cited, please. I like to see the research on that. Researchers assumed that masculinity and femininity were opposite ends of a spectrum, and healthy psychology entailed identified strongly with gender roles conferred by a person's biological sex. Yes, that's how it works. But let me guess, you guys in the 60s and 70s with your pot and your LSD and your no work ethic, you thought differently, right? But just as the old psychology left out women and people of color and conformed to gender role stereotypes, it failed to take men's gendered experiences into account. Once psychologists began studying the experiences of women through gen a gender lens, it became increasingly clear that the study of men need the same gender-aware approach, says Levant. Oh, shut up. You said nothing. The main thrust of the subsequent research is that traditional masculinity marked by, listen, this is bad now, guys. This is bad. Marked by stoicism, which means accepting what you do and do not control and not getting worked up about it. That That is, I think, one of the pinnacle achievements of a mature man is where you are stoic. You do not let things you don't control bother you. Even I wrestle with this. Like, I should be very stoic about this article, but it's very hard, hard to be 100%. I, I am stoic about it now because they have shot themselves in the foot. I don't control this bullshit being published, but I sure as hell could expose it and point out the American Psychological Association just like, Taking their dick and hitting the men's face and say, "Say we know better than you. We know better than you." Actually, the American Psychological Association had to go get a strap on dick because, again, they have tweezer-sized dicks. You know, they say, "Oh, Mister Levant, I think we're gonna need a little bit bigger dick than that." So, oh, he has Freud. He has penis envy. See, they're probably saying that about me now. Anyway, uh, these are bad things. Stoicism is bad. The knowing the uh, what is it the. The alcoholic's prayer or the stoic's prayer? Stoicism is not a bad thing. Competitiveness? That's the next. Competitive. Oh, you mean where we decide who's the best and we unleash new and best technologies that dominate in the market and advance society and increase life expectancies and standards of living? You mean that competitiveness? Dominance and aggression. Well, that's pretty good. I like aggression. I don't know about dominance. Uh, but aggression is good. Who, who would ask the women out? We think women are going to ask guys out? <laughs> that, would in, that would indicate they're equal to men. Oh. oh, Levant is on the whole harmful. 
Men socialized in this way are less likely to engage in healthy behaviors. For example, a 2011 study led by Kristen Springer, PhD, found that men with the strongest beliefs about masculinity, masculinity were only half as likely as men with more moderate masculine beliefs to get preventative health care. Well, that much I will agree with. That's the one. They're like, guys, you got to go in regularly. You get, you get the finger shoved up your ass, test your balls, make sure you don't got testicular cancer. Uh, and in 2007, researchers led by James Marshall, PhD, Boston of College, found that more men found that the more men conform to masculine norms, the more likely they were to consider as normal risky health behaviors such as heavy drinking, using tobacco, and avoiding vegetables, and to engage in these risky behaviors themselves. How about if maybe women weren't a bunch of fat? bitchy sows that they are today and supported their men and instead of being told that we're evil we have privilege and that we're oppressing women and there's a and a women i mean my god when's the last time a guy has been cheerleaded on this has been going on for almost 30 more than 30 years 35 years to go on my take let's just call it 40 years don't you think constantly cheering on women and telling men they suck maybe that's why they drink Maybe that when women are told that they don't need men and you take away the only thing that men really worked for, gave them purpose and meaning in life, and that would be a wife that would presumably have kids in a family, and you made them fat, ornery. I don't need no man. To the X, to the Y, to the Z, to the C. Oh, oh. oh wow. I wonder why guys drink. And then you replace them with government checks. You tell them that their nature is bad and harmful. I can't. Oh, and then you outsource all the industry. I can't imagine why guys drink. Can't imagine. Or maybe that's too simple a theory. Too simple there, Ron? No, no. It just has to be their genetic nature. I'm sure that's what it is. Uh, ba -da -ba -da -ba, booty, booty, boo. <clears throat> this masculine reluctance towards self-care extends a psychological help. Well, but you, look, at least when I go to a doctor, let's say I got a heart attack, the heart surgeon puts in a angioplasty or does whatever, my heart works better now. Okay? You psychologists, you don't solve any problems. You never cure your patients. You just want to keep coming back for more and more and more. See, think about how much unlimited business these guys are setting themselves up for. The nature of being male is a problem. So how do we solve that? You can't solve it. It's genetically encoded into your, your every ounce of your being, guys. So you're going to need weekly therapy sessions. You're going to need, and we already have them, don't we? We have sensitivity training. We have sexual harassment training. We have diversity training. You need coaching. You need to talk to HR. You need to conform. Oh, we have freshman orientation. We have all these prerequisite classes in college. It reminds you about patriarchy and how much privilege you have. Except now, see, they can say, oh, you're exhibiting signs of competitiveness, stoicism, and the pursuit of excellence. You have a mental disorder. You must come talk to me at $200 an hour, three hours a week, and then we'll, we'll treat it. It'll never go away, 
but we'll learn to have you be a moderate masculine male. Anywhere close there, Levant baby? And I, guys, the, the funny thing is if there's, God almighty, please, gentlemen, please, God almighty, gentlemen, all of you, I'm imploring all you boys out there, I don't care what your skin color, because then they go into race. That's the only reason I'm bringing up the race thing, because then they go into race later on, because, of course, we have to. Uh, guys, whether you're on the right or the left, all right, uh, psychologists never have solved the problem. Not once. I know Molyneux says therapy is worth it. Okay, well, Molyneux is an incredibly rare gentleman who also put in a lot of self-effort, right? For the most part, though, I'd love to see, please, please, I, even in the discussion section, I'll go back to it. Tell me if any of you actually went to a therapist and they solved your problem, or was it basically, yeah, I got to do this shit myself and stop being a fucking pussy? That's what I want to know. I don't think one therapist, they're not capable. The, one, the men who are in the industry are not real men, by and large. That, that grizzled Vietnam vet who went into psychology to help out his fellow soldiers, I've never met him. That's just a figment of my imagination. I'm imagining there's one guy out there like that. But every psychologist, therapist type that I've ever ran into of the male persuasion was not a real man. He wasn't a guy I wanted on my side in a bar fight. He wasn't a guy I would confide in. And it's a guy's opinion I wouldn't request. The rest are women, which the one therapist that I do like, she was in my dance class of all things, and we had an interesting conversation about psychology. Said, you got to read Friday. I said, all right, I don't believe it. Don't tell me you can, well, you're right. It's more of a different approach. It's not exactly a science. Like, what, what, what? You know, and I appreciated that she would talk to people, right? So, so there was that one gal. But for every one of her, my God, not one sane, not one sane person did I know ever majored in psychology. They all were fucked in the head. I remember one time my freshman year in college, the first girl that kind of maybe would go on a date, but I could because she was fucking mental. She was a psychology major. And we were supposed to go on a date one time, and she stood me up. Then I saw her in the cafeteria. It's like, oh, sorry. I, this is before cell phones and texting. It's like, sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't make. I'm like, oh, okay. And, you know, I was still dumb enough to, like, believe whatever she said. I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe we could go out another time. Sure. Sure enough, I got stood up again. Second time I saw her again, probably in the, th no, it was. It was in the cafeteria. And she just started crying at, like, one in the afternoon. I hadn't even said anything. There was another psychology student I knew came straight from mommy and daddy's money. They paid her way through Middlebury, which is a worthless leftist indoctrination camp over in New England somewhere. I think it's Vermont or the old, I mean, extra special Quantahaha with the biatch sauce on the side. And then she went right into the arms of a hardworking CPA who just had, he Went to Home Depot one time. I remember this is the pot pot rack guy. I, I've told my pot rack story about this. He was living with a a, a psychology a grad student. Uh, one time he's like, "Hey, can you go to Home Depot with me?" And I said, "Sure." What do you mean? You gotta get a radio. So I'm like, "What do you need me to get the radio?" So I was like, "Oh, so you could cut off my nuts so you can give it to my girlfriend." And that's what happened. She was mental. She was Miss Psycho Bunnies. None of them are seen. And then, as I said before. 
when these people decide they're going to go into psychology, it's, it's a sign of laziness. It's the sign of an inferior person. Most people, particularly young women, go into psychology because they don't want to work hard. Because there's no math until they find out they get to grad school. Actually, there's a fair amount of statistics involved. But they, if they want to get their doctorate, these are not the self bias, the, the self selection bias on this group of people is so bad and so inferior. This is the last group of people you'd ever want to listen to about your mental health. Once again, asshole consulting is, or just a good buddy that'll kick you square in the nuts is going to be an infinitely better help than the most professional, than the president, the former president of the APA. I'll put my fucking therapy against that cocksuckers any day. Well, you see, testosterone is bad. Gotta shut up. Um. Because of the way men have been brought up to be self-sufficient and able to take care of themselves. Oh, no. <laughs> Just... Anything but that, right? Leftists, you need everybody dependent on the government. We don't need none of those self-sufficient and able to take care of themselves, guys. Good thing you beat that out of the, the millennials and Gen Zers. Any sense that things aren't okay, needs to be kept secret. Rabanowitz, oh, who's Rabanowitz? Frederick Rabanowitz, right steward of the new guidelines. Yeah, hey, let's look up this guy. He, he co-wrote this thing, it seems. Copy. Let's see. Let's see how much soy is in his diet. Would you want him? Would you pick him first for kickball? Frederick Rabanowitz. Oh, God. Look at this guy. What the fuck? Yeah, look at this guy. Look at this guy. Hanging out with a fucking hippie. Yeah, okay. Yes, I do judge you the way you look because it tells me everything. Biophysiologically, I can look at you and say, yeah, you're weak. You're weak. No, you're not a man. No, you're not. I don't even have to look up his background. That guy's been parking his ass over in fucking academia his entire life. I have some theories here. Hang on, let me borrow the tweezers from Ronald. <laughs> I have some theories about those men working in those dangerous jobs out there. It's bad for their mental health. They should just park their asses inside this air-conditioned unit the entire time and study books about the human mind. Because of the way that blah, blah, blah. part of what happens is men who get to keep think part of what happens is men who keep things to themselves look outward to see that no one else is sharing any of the conflicts that they feel inside. That makes them feel isolated. They think they're alone. They think they're weak. No, they don't think they're weak. They are alone. They are alone. If you wanted to help out guys, the time was long ago to say, what do men want? Actually, wasn't that the subtitle? The needs of men. Notice, notice in, in these five, six paragraphs of the needs of men, not once is it mentioned, hey, maybe chicks ought to be less fat and suck more dick. Maybe m women might want to be a little bit more wife material. Maybe women should not nag. 
Maybe we shouldn't have replaced them with government checks. Maybe we should let them keep the majority of their money and not constantly bitch and whine about how they're aggressors and all the problems in the world, the patriarchy and the wage gap. Uh, multiple masculinities. Do I even want to go into this? Other people's perceptions of masculinity matter too. Maybe racial stereotyping. Why Joel Wong, PhD and colleagues have reported. Do I want to look him up? All right. I don't have to read through. It's a long, lengthy, boring read. Then they're going here like changing the culture. Like we need to control and change men. It literally is. Uh, where is it? Read that if I can find it. There was a quote in one of the articles I read where they're like saying we need to change. Ah, oh, here it is. Here it is. <clears throat> Get that message out to men. They're adaptable, emotional, and capable of engaging fully outside of rigid norms is what the new guidelines are designed to do. And if psychologists can focus on supporting men and breaking free of masculinity roles that don't help them, the effects could spread beyond just the mental health for men, McDermott says. If we can change men, he says, we can change the world. Who is this McDermott fuck? Hey, McDermott, try and show up at my place and try and change me. I'd love to see you, McDermott. What's his first name? Where is he? Where are you? Where are you, McDermott? Come out, come out and play. That doesn't matter. All right. Plenty of anger, plenty of rage, plenty of disgust. Look at the response that this article has gotten. Even on the mainstream media sites, they they at least ran with it, which means they're like, hey, this is controversial. This is this is not your run-of-the-mill APA reports. And thank God every conservative outlet has highlighted it as a bunch of bunk, as a bunch of baloney, and an attack on men. And I think that the APA has overstepped their bounds here. Now, as a matter of fact, I know they have. It's a question of whether you guys are going to recognize that or not, whether the soy boys, the try guys, are like, you know, we should just totally. So let's throw those guys away. But I think for the rest of us guys who kind of like having a dick, the rest of us guys are like, yeah, it's all right being a guy. We like being guys. There's nothing wrong with this. There's nothing wrong with stoicism, competitiveness, excellence, achievement self-sufficiency, and self-reliance. For those of us who still have our balls, like, yeah, it's nice. There's nothing wrong with it. And now these sneaky little wormers, I don't know what to call them. They're just trying to like, well, they're just going to move over Tim's window a little bit over this way now. It's just, you know, just saying it's the mental disorder. That's a fuck you. That's too far. They went too far. And what I want you to do is one, realize that they just shot themselves in the foot. To point this out, I've half tempted to copy the whole thing, copy it and paste it and save it on the blog so we actually have an original recording in case they decide to edit or change it because of its political tone. And like, oh, masculinity has been all this other snivelly little bullshit. But then finally, don't give any credibility or credence to psychologists. None. If you run a business, you don't hire them. 
If you have a problem, you don't go to God almighty. Don't go to a psychologist. Don't even bother going to a psychologist. Right? It's just no reason to. No, they're not going to help you. They're going to hurt you. I have not heard one good example uh, about talking to a therapist. Not one. Everyone I've ever heard from has come from like, oh, we go to couples counseling or whatever. And it's if it's a woman, she's a feminist, quantahaha and a half. And I can't believe it. I, I didn't believe it at first. Like, really? Do they always side with the woman just because she's a woman? Or they come on? They got to be like, nope. Now, now after reading their political bias, reading this tripe, no. Now I'm thoroughly convinced that there is a feminist political leftist socialist agenda. They just happen to slap on psychologists on top of it and make it seem like it's not what it is. There is no godly reason to go to a psychologist. There's no godly reason to listen to a psychologist. And whatever psychological studies they come up with have already been proven to be bullshit 67% of the time. And probably 100% now you'd, you'd probably wiggle with the figures and maneuver and massage the numbers. But it's very clear that the American Psychological Association has no intention of helping out mental health. They don't even know what fucking mental health is. They, they, it's their hobby. This is, this is like sociology majors. This is like political science majors. They don't give a damn about helping out society. They don't give a damn about improving politics. The psychologists certainly don't give a damn about improving your mental health. They view this as a cute little hobby, a little intellectual interest, a little extra intellectual experiment that's more important to them than the hundreds of millions of lives that are ruined or killed in the case of communism than the, than the people themselves. I mean, how many millions of kids are being told today, oh yeah, you're transgendered or you're but you're bio because it's political. Because these therapists don't have the balls to say, no, you're not, little Jimmy. You're just trying to be popular. How many little kids out there right now have been given how many little kids, how many adults over the course of their life have been given all these unnecessary drugs because these therapists had their cute little pet theories? You're nothing but fucking cattle experiments to these people. Only difference between what the Nazis did with their death experiments is that it was physically painful and torturous. Here, it's mentally painful and torturous. In both cases, the experimenters cared more about their pet theories than their human subjects. If you, if you think this, this true quackery, that's what it is, quackery, mad science. Now, I can't even call it science, mad bullshit. You, you th if you even think this has an ounce of credibility, you're wrong. And whereas, again, at one time before reading this article, I would have given some credence, some credibility to the psychology profession because, like, yes, you do need an independent third-party individual. Now, go fuck yourselves. You're all a bunch of frauds and hacks and whacks. Right? You guys got real problems. You got pro – hey, look – you can always go to a therapist. You can always go to a therapist. But hey, how about you try this? How about you go talk to your, your dad if he's around? Heaven forbid that's where 90% of these psychological problems come from. Go talk to your pastor. Go talk to a trusted uncle. And if you don't have that, come talk to Asshole Consulting. If you don't like me, go talk to Rich Cooper. If you don't like Rich or me, go talk to Terrence uh, Pop. Go, go talk to O'Shea Jackson. If you don't like white guys, go talk to O'Shea Jackson. If you don't like us guys, uh, 
Latino MGTOW. Although I don't really, I'm, I'm just, what I'm saying is go talk to a bunch of dickheads on the internet who tell you like it is. And for whatever paltry fees that we're charging you, as long as we're allowed to give you the direct dope. Well, you see, you have problems with masculinity and you're, you're a stoic and you, you know, you need to reach your inner feelings and be more, oh, fuck the, bullshit. You've had that for 40 years of your entire life now. Well, for you millennials, 20 or 30. It's gonna. It's not going to cost you nothing, but it's going to cost you close to nothing to just go hire an older brother like me or a Rich Cooper or any one of the other guys out there that are trying. I think it's just me, Rich, and a handful. Or Rolo. I think even Rolo. If, if, you don't, if you can't afford that, go buy our books. It's not that hard. It's not, oh, you know, even Molyneux, if you could get it. I think Molyneux is a goddamn saint. Because me, I want you in and out. I'm like a Jiffy Lube. What's your fucking problem? Okay, here's your fucking solution. Give me your fucking money. Now get the fuck out of here. Oh, and uh, Molyneux. Hello. Now, uh, uh, no, 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 no. Go in a little bit more detail. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Back up a bit. Back up a bit. I'm like, oh, fuck. This is going to be a three-hour conversation. And he's very thorough. The guy's a fucking saint. But there's a backlog to get on his show. But really, you want your problem solved? Why don't you give asshole consulting a shot, all right? And then you could go to the therapist, you know? It's not like like if you go to asshole consulting, you can't go see a therapist. But see if a swift kick in the ass doesn't do it for you. So, well, you, you, got, you, you got slight on the spectrum. You're slightly autistic and you have hints of ass. Oh, fucking Christ. No, you don't need drugs. You need to fucking pay attention and study and stop being a pussy. How about you try that for six months? See if that doesn't solve. Then they'll, don't worry. They're not going to run out of Ritalin. They're not going to run out of Spurg pills, what a fuck drug that is. They're not going to run out of Adderall. Oh, are you depressed? How about you go fucking run? Okay, before you sign up for Adderall or, what is it, Zip, Zyalac, before you take some antidepressant drugs, why don't you try running a bit? See if that works, all right? And hey, ladies, if you're having trouble with your love life, how about you lose 50 pounds before you go and you drink yourself to death with wine and cat dander? You know, and 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 you know, seventy five thousand dollars worth of therapist fees over the next forty years. Why don't you give me twenty five thousand dollars of that money, and I'll actually solve your fucking problem. So there, let us rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. The APA fucked up, cause Ronald Levant exposed what a prick he is. Uh, hey, bacon's in in the house. Let's go back up to the top here. Oh, we got more super chats. Hang on, bacon, bacon, Nick, all the old guys. Hang on. Yeah, I don't have um the video up because I'm at the Southern Command, and my buddy bought the shitty internet package, which means the bandwidth is not that good. Nick Schulaner. Right. Some money for our favorite angry podcast monkey. Thank you. I am the podcast monkey. I am the El Chaparito. I am America's older brother. I am the world's only professional asshole. Bacon Maldito. Still working. Had a couple walk in front of my car when I had a green light. Didn't bother stopping. They figured it out and ran. Then clipped me off. Well, well, wait. How did they clip you off? Like, if you didn't stop, 
wait, still working, had a couple walk in front of my car when I had a green light. Didn't bother stopping. They figured it out and ran, then clipped me off. Guess the neighborhood, Nick. And you're welcome. Guess the neighborhood. I don't know. I don't even know where you live, Bacon. Nick's going to guess Seattle. Cappy is laying down the law. Duke Tip donates $2. How about joining a fraternity to build network? What I don't get, I'm for, I'm all for it. Um, you have old fart fraternities like uh, the Masons or Rotary Club and um, Fraternal Order of Elks. <clears throat> the Eagles, uh, I've looked into all those and they are, basically just an old man's drinking club. Um, and I did look in uh, pretty much all of them. Like I'd visit some of their um, houses or their, their basically bars that they call them buildings or houses or something like that. And you go there and it's like, Oh, okay. Uh, but what I was always wondering is why does a fraternity have to be part of a university? Um, a lot of times you hear in the news, oh, this fraternity was kicked out of university or animal house where it's like, you are under double secret probation. I'm like, who the fuck are you? Like, why does the fraternity have to have permission from the university to open? Like on the U of M campus, what's to prevent uh, a private nonprofit entity buying a piece of property and saying, hey, we're, we're Sigma Phi Delta and we're all about fucking broads and drinking beer. And then the university could get its tits in a bundle for all. Like, so what? No, we're, we're a private organization. You can join this university or this uh, fraternity. We have no affiliation with the university. We just happen to own a building nearby this campus. Like, you don't even have to be going to the university. You, ah, you got to be under 25. It's a fraternity for younger men. And uh, we happen to buy a private property nearby universities all over the nation. So I presume that fraternity, somebody who knows more about fraternities could probably tell me. Uh, I'm, but I'd imagine universities have to approve of a fraternity. But why, why would you submit yourself to the approval and authority of a university? I mean, back in the olden days, you know, when, when uh, evil capitalism and white males ruled the world, it was just like, uh, yeah, we're going to have good rapport with the university. But now, I mean, oh, God, they hate. Remember that, um, like, reportthem.com where you were allowed to accuse people of harassment and assault and rape and battery and all that other stuff with no proof? Um, and they in, in their questionnaire, it says, which fraternity were they associated with? These SJWs got a hard-on for fraternities, guys. They really do. And I think every fraternity should, like, Cut, if you want to continue on, you should cut your ties with the university that you're associated with or however that rule works. And then just open yourself up under a new charter, you know, 503C and say, hey, we're Delta Sigma rep and you can join us. Oh, hey, we're the same guys we were before, but under a different deed on the property to our house. Bacon Maldito writes, inferiors push equality to tear down superiors, then wonder when they're gone, why their lives are crap, and no one loves them, enjoying, enjoy their suffering. Yeah, that Ronald L Levant guy, well, all those guys that I looked up, um, 
they are not getting good looking tail. They are not. Now every great once in a while the old captain got a got a nine. Um there was a 10 that I could have gotten, but <clears throat> eh, something was off, and it turned out something was off. Uh, but I'm I'm a solid seven or eight kind of guy. I could always I could always do seven and eight. Seven and eight is where the old captain kind of hangs out, and he's not dating, he's not punching above his weight there. Uh, but these guys, I think that Ronald guy is gay. He looked gay, he looked very effeminate. Uh, nothing wrong with being gay. Just don't don't fucking talk about masculinity when you're gay. And if you are going to talk about masculinity when you're gay, be masculine like my buddy Khan or like uh, the, the ripped gay guys. Don't be some pussy, weak-ass Pollyanna, of which the word I'm going to have to look up later, who sits in academia and pines and pontificates and never gets a fucking paper cut. Oh. <sighs> Set it for the super chat. Oh, Bacon Maldito again, $2.49. P.S. Ever plan on updating the older brother MP3s? Updating? Oh, yeah, and the link. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll do that. I got to do that. Um, you know how it goes. It's Christmas and New Year's and then flying to and fro. And I really, taxes, I have a tax season, not like Chad Elkins where it starts December 20th and goes till June 16th. And then starting June 18th is the second tax season, a busy season. You have about three days you can hang out with Chad Elkins. Otherwise, it's always busy season. Um, but I do have kind of a busy season where I drive out to Vegas. I try and get all my taxes done, work on the Southern Command if it needs any work. And then in this case, it's colder than hell in Las Vegas. And I'm like, fuck it, I'm flying uh, back to the Twin Cities. <laughs> but yeah, I'll, I'll get it up there. I got that. Uh, going oh uh, 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 and krillin 876 you have a live show schedule yet uh not really i would like to get back on the regular schedule where it's like every tuesday at 7 p.m is the older brother podcast um that is not going to be the case for a while until like i get a group of people that can commit regularly or at least one person who commit regularly and no one can Everybody has their own schedule. Everybody has their own thing. Um, you know, I'll I'll try and get other people on. But I will be doing, uh, every Tuesday will be the Older Brother podcast, as evidenced today, even though it was a little late. And we're going into Wednesday morning. And then Friday will be the Clary podcast. Sometimes we'll have guests. Sometimes we won't. It's it, 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 That's how it, it just rolls that way. There's no... I don't have like, oh yeah, we're gonna do it this way, this way, this way. I might have this guest on. It's it's wake up, answer asshole consulting questions, hit the gym, uh, get back from the gym, do marketing and advertising for the books, write a po- a post, write a part of a, a, a new book, work on Operation Evil. And then, um, and oh shit, it's time to podcast. Well, let me see if uh, Martinell's around or whoever else is around. And then uh, usually they're not because, believe it or not, everybody else has a life. Um, all right, that's it. Okay, if you would help out the show, if you want to help out the show, not that you would, if you want to, you go to olderbrother.com slash donate. And there are three ways you can help out with the show. One. You could go ahead and make a direct donation 
to Patreon. There's a link there at olderbrother.com slash donate. You click on the Patreon link. It takes you to Patreon. You make a donation and you get nothing in return. Nothing. You get absolutely nothing. You might get warm feels. You might uh, know that, hey, I can give Cappy some beer money, but you get nothing in return. I may go and hire out uh, some of the Cappy Capite girls to do some modeling. So I put up a little bit more pinup girls there, but that's about the only thing I can really offer at the Patreon page. You can also donate via PayPal. If you don't like Patreon because of their politics or the fact they take a 10% cut, actually it's 13%. I was like looking at the fees. I'm like, holy shit, 13%. PayPal only takes like three. So if you want to donate, there's a link there too to, to PayPal as well. And you can do a monthly donation through PayPal. There's an option there. I set the widget so that when you go to the link, you can just do a one-time donation. Or if you like to make it weekly, you certainly can. Um, it's there. You can figure out, no, you don't need a PayPal account. Yes, you do need a credit card, but it will also work with a PayPal account, debit card, <clears throat> or, uh, or debit card. Uh, and then the final way and the best way I say is that if you do all your shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, that is the best way because it doesn't cost you any more. It's money you were going to spend anyway. You do get the goods and services you were going to buy through Amazon, and I get a 6 to 7% sales commission for all the purchases you make. You don't pay any extra. That is not a 6 to 7% add to your price. Jeff Bezos just cuts me a 6 to 7% cut on all your online purchases. So if you really, 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 really want to help out, the best thing to do is get into the habit of doing all your online shopping, all your Amazon purchases through that affiliate program. How does it work? It's simple. Olderbrother.com slash donate. Click on Amazon. Then you shop. That's it. No, you don't have to register. You will as you're clicking and adding things to your shopping cart. And you want to check out. Yes, you'll never really have to sign in with your account. But whether you sign in first right away after you click on that, that link or you do the shopping and then you sign in, I still get the commission. So you don't have to register. You don't have to sign up or anything like that. You just have to log in when you're inevitably ready to pay. That's it. All right, so if you can get into the habit, do not buy with the app. Do not go on the phone and do your Amazon shopping through the app because there's no way to go to the, You can't do it. You have to do it through the computer. So you are doing me the favor of inconveniencing yourself by one, taking one extra click, getting into the good habit, and reminding yourself of buying everything, all Amazon purchases through the Amazon affiliate program. And then the other thing is that you're going to inconvenience yourself by never using the app. That's about it. Atham, $2 donation. What the fuck? No guests tonight? Bah. I didn't have time to invite guests. I was up in the air for three and a half hours. I was thinking about having Elkins on, but I think he's busy. You're busy. I'd like to have uh, John Steele on again if he can not mention the Jews or other races in derogatory manners. Not that he's mentioning in derogatory. He just he's uh, He curses and swears. Has no pff, excuses. What? know what Atham, you you go ahead start start, start your own uh, podcast to see how just easy it is to have the guests and everything between your your chemical engineering degree and your two jobs he's just giving me guff he's just upset because i'm kicking his ass on the step challenge um that's it anyway if you would also uh go buy some books I mean, I'm getting slow in my old age, Nick. What the hell are you talking about, almighty? You guys are just trolling me. Um, if you would kindly buy any books of, of interest to you, 
They uh, are found by going to Amazon.com, search Aaron Cleary. I have an author page. You could find them. Um, and yeah, so go buy books. I'm sorry, guys. I'm dying here because I got to go to bed pretty soon. Then what was the other thing? There was books. Oh, as the topic of our conversation, for God's sake, I'm more I'm more confident in asshole consulting and and the truth consulting in industry in general now than I ever was before, uh, because the psychology industry is obviously completely worthless, completely pointless, if not outright damaging. And so, if you know somebody or you need help or you know anybody that needs help, uh, send them asshole consulting. Okay. Just, just help, help a fellow brother out, help a fellow sister out. I mean, you know, there's some gals every once in a while we get girls that actually have the balls to be faced with the truth. But for God's sake, if you guys got problems, run it past me first and see if I can't solve it for 50 or a hundred dollars. Instead of you going talking to some pot smoking, hippy dippy baby boomer fuck or some washed up Gen X wine guzzling spinster. A uh, woman with her cats who hates men. Just, just give the old captain a shot. All right. So fuck Levant. Go Cappy. Uh, Kareem writes. Serious question: Should I buy Chris the high IQ? I only have an average IQ. If I only have an average IQ, I want to support the podcast. Well, I, I want to get that. Uh, Kareem, how do you know you have an average IQ? Go to queendom.com. And oh, he did say he tested. It's about a hundred. Yeah, I would say. Uh, Go, poor Rich's retirement would be a good one. I mean, it kind of depends what you want to do. Um, poor Rich's retirement is a, is a good book for everybody, regardless of your IQ. Bachelor Pad Economics would be a good one, too. That's that's universal. Worthless, that presupposes maybe you're going to college and maybe college isn't for you. Uh, if you're in the U.S., reconnaissance, man. Uh Kareem wants to be a plumber. Shit, go be a plumber, man. Those guys make good money. Go be a plumber and take some classes in accounting. You don't have to take classes in um in uh in college, but take some classes online and learn how to be an accountant. Learn how to do managing and all that. And uh then you have plumbers working for you. It, that's that's good money. That's good money. You don't have to be brilliant to be well off. That's certainly true. All right. Uh, that's it. Check out all the websites. Captain Capitalism at blogspot.com, assholeconsulting.com. Tune into all the other podcasts, and we'll see you guys later. Toodles.